You're listening to episode number 28 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I want to chat with you about the importance of a CEO mindset and walk you through how to plan for the next quarter. Now, it is absolutely essential that you go into each quarter with a plan of attack and maximize your time. I want to teach you what it looks like to have a CEO mindset versus an employee mindset. So if you're ready to get started, let's jump right in. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to find peace and passion in motherhood and business so that you can have more time for the things that matter, like Netflix and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. This has been so much fun getting to connect with you. I hope that you feel like we're best friends because I want to pop in every single week and just give you encouragement and let you know that you're not alone as a mompreneur. And I am always here ready to equip you with the tools that you need to help you juggle all the things. So today I want to break down for you what it looks like to have a CEO mindset and not an employee mindset. I also want to break down exactly how I like to quarterly plan, what I like to keep in mind, the questions that I ask myself, the order in which I do things, and give you a roadmap for clearly planning your quarter. So you might be wondering, what is a CEO mindset and do I have it and how do I get it? So let's start with what an employee mindset is. An employee is obsessed with task completion. They wait for approval from others and they are only focused on what's happening right now in the present moment and checking off the to-do list. Now, that might be you right now. You might be like, yeah, that's exactly what an entrepreneur does. Well, I'm ready to hopefully blow your mind. If you've never heard this concept before, this is somewhat new to me. And so I'm really excited to share it with you. And that is having a CEO mindset. Now, a CEO is obsessed with results. They're obsessed with profitability and efficiency. They're always looking for ways to streamline processes and simplify and make things easier and enhance the client experience or the client journey. And they're always future focused, looking ahead, growth minded. So I want you to take a minute right now and just think about which mindset are you? Are you focused on checking off the to-dos constantly? Are you focused on just getting the next thing done to stay afloat? If that's where you are right now, I want to give you the opportunity to switch 
your mindset. Shift into that CEO mindset. And I want you to start thinking about the future of your business and where it's going. And if you're feeling like you're drowning right now in those to-dos and you're like, that sounds great, Ash, like how how do I get there? This is a step-by-step process. And the first step is just identifying that you need to make that shift. The second step is to really dive into what that looks like. And I have a great podcast that I want to share with you, and it is called Promote Yourself to CEO with Rachel Cook. And it is an amazing podcast. I am learning everything about the CEO mindset from her. So I encourage you to subscribe to her show and listen to her about all of her expertise, because honestly, it's literally game changing. So I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about that CEO mindset specifically, because as we go through these different steps of quarterly planning, you're going to see what I mean about having that CEO mindset. Literally every step that I'm going to be talking about is thinking about your business in a growth mindset way, future focused, obsessed with results. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you are going to have a really clear game plan of what you need to do to plan for your next quarter. Right now, I am planning for quarter four. So when you are listening to this episode, you may be listening, preparing for a different quarter, and that's totally fine. But I'm going to kind of give you my examples based on quarter four planning, and then of course you can adjust accordingly. But the first thing that I do when I think about planning for my next quarter is I get out a blank sheet of paper and I start to journal through these next steps. And so that's what I encourage you to do. I know that there are tons of different planners out there that you can use, and you might find that on Pinterest. Do you want to use one of those? What I have found is when I use someone else's kind of model or structure, it's not necessarily always what I need or what I want. So definitely take those and kind of get some ideas from that. Take what you learn here today and get ideas from it. But of course, you need to cater this specifically to you and your business or it will never serve the correct purpose. Like you want to make sure that when you are quarterly planning, it makes sense for you and your business. So I get out a blank sheet of paper and I start by identifying the heart goals that I have for the upcoming quarter. So I want you to ask yourself these questions when you're thinking about your heart goals. What do you want this quarter to look and feel like? How do you want to show up for yourself this quarter? Now, approaching quarter four, it's the holiday season. And so when I answer this question, I want my quarter to look uh, efficient. I want it to look stress-free and I want it to look family-oriented. Now, in the past, I have really struggled with being really busy. I think a lot of people do struggle with being really busy in quarter four because it's a busy quarter, especially for me. I am a primarily, or I used to be, this is kind of a weird transition, but I used to be primarily a wedding photographer. And now recently I've transitioned into brand photography, but I still shoot weddings and I second shoot for a lot of my friends during the fall and spring season here in Arizona. And so the fall always is so extremely busy for me. 
So I want to answer those questions. What do I want it to look and feel like? How do I want to show up for myself? Then I want you guys to think about what habits you need to focus on implementing this next quarter. If you find that you aren't focused so much on planning and setting goals, then maybe that's going to be one of your heart goals this quarter is actually just making the goals, setting the goals, implementing the goals, actually taking action finally. Maybe you've never done this before and this is going to be the first time. Maybe you need to make more time for personal development and reading just for fun. Maybe you need more self-care in the morning. Whatever that looks like, I want you to journal through this on that blank sheet of paper and write down those habits you need to focus on implementing. Now, I want you to also think about, are there any habits that you need to break? I just did an episode all about identifying and breaking bad habits, and you can totally check that out. It's episode number 25. But basically, I go through all of the steps that you need to take to break those bad habits. So maybe you are spending too much time on social media. Maybe you are not spending quality time with your kids. Whatever that bad habit is, I want you to identify that under your heart goals and figure out a game plan for how you are going to replace that bad habit with a better habit. I also want you to evaluate how your relationship is with your spouse, your children, your extended family, your friends. These heart goals are just as important or more so than your business goals. I know that I have been guilty of this, but I feel like a lot of people, when they think of quarterly planning, they only think of their business goals. They don't think about personal goals. They don't think about development and um, relational goals. They mostly just think of income and the bottom line. So I really want to introduce you to this concept of really thinking about what your heart goals are for this upcoming quarter. So now the next thing I do once I have all of my heart goals kind of randomly brain dumped all over the vo- all over the page is then I start to think about my income goals. So I recommend that you take a look at your last year's quarterly income reports. So for me, I'm going into quarter four. So I'm going to look at my quarter four from last year so that I can get a very clear picture of what my revenue was during this quarter last year. So last year, I actually kept a running total of all of my income for the year, and I didn't break it down by month. So starting at the beginning of this month, I created a spreadsheet that has a monthly breakdown of revenue. So if you haven't started tracking your revenue monthly, I recommend doing that because it's really easy for you to then go back and refer to different months and know instantly without having to tally how much revenue you made per month and then per quarter. So I want you to set income goals for this quarter based on the real numbers that you are looking up from last year's quarter. And then I also want you to take a look at the previous quarter for this year. So if I'm planning for quarter four, I want to look at my quarter three numbers from this current year. That way I can start to compare and set a realistic monthly goal for the upcoming quarter. Now, some of you might have businesses where your quarterly income looks pretty consistent. And then there are other people like me where my quarterly income varies a lot because in the summer, a lot of people are not booking sessions because in Arizona, it is hot as heck, so no one wants to be outside. 
So I have very seasonal quarters, if that makes sense. So that's why I encourage you to take a look at both the previous year, same quarter, and then just the previous quarter, same year. That way you have a really good picture of what makes sense realistically. Now, I just want to point out that I think it's extremely important that you have an income goal. If you don't have a goal and you don't reflect on that goal often, you're not likely going to reach that goal. And that's the difference, again, between the CEO and the employee. And I used to be that employee mindset where I was just kind of like, fly by the seat of my pants. I'm just going to wing it. It doesn't really matter what I make. Like, of course, I just want to make as much as possible. But if I'm not having a actual tangible goal that I can reach for, then I'm just going to probably fall flat on my face. And that's honestly what's happened in the past. If I just decide like, well, I'm just going to book, you know, as many sessions as I can, then I'm not as motivated. But if I have an actual number in mind, then I can come up with a very clear plan for how I'm going to make that happen. So the next step after you've decided your income goal is to decide which products and services you will be promoting. So for me, I know that I'll be promoting family mini sessions, full family sessions, and branded babe sessions. So I encourage you to jot that down on your blank sheet of paper, all of the products and services that you will be promoting. Next, I want you to figure out how many of those products or services you will have to sell to reach your monthly goal. So just to give you a quick example, these are not my real prices, but just for the sake of time and easy math, let's say that I want to make $2,000 a month and my mini sessions are $200 per session, and then I just do the math, right? It's as simple as that. So if I want to make $2,000 and each session is $200, I need to book 10 sessions a month in order to reach my goal. So that's a very simple explanation, but that just gives you an idea of how you can work with your income goal in mind and then break it down by product or service, and then get that actual number of how many you need to fulfill to reach your goal. Okay, so after you have worked through your heart goals, now your income goals, and you've figured out how much you have to sell, let's chat about your marketing goals. So I want you to think about what your marketing plan will be. Now, I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this part because if business was just flowing in constantly, that'd be the dream, right? Like we'd all be totally fine. But the marketing piece is the piece that is hard for so many people. And so what I want you to think about is how often are you gonna post about your products and services? What is your strategy gonna be to entice people to buy? Are you going to share behind the scenes, testimonials, maybe finished products? I know that when I share behind the scenes of me working at my sessions, I get a ton of inquiries right away because people like to envision themselves getting your service. So if you can show people that are getting your service or the product after the fact, I think people are really excited about it and it makes them want to reach out for more information. Now, I want you to also think about getting your potential clients engaged by doing a poll and get to know what they really need. Even better, you can hop on a few calls with your ideal clients and get insider info on what they're looking for. 
So to give you an example, I haven't done this yet, but I plan to reach out to some of my repeat families, like my VIP clients that always book with me, and I'm going to ask them what kinds of locations they'd be interested in this fall. Because I know that as a photographer, the biggest hurdle that I always have is coming up with interesting and unique locations that not everybody uses. Because what gets people really excited, not only family photos, but it's the location and the vibe. And so if I can reach out and get actual client insight, I mean, that is gold. And that will help me market my service. I also want you to think about a referral program. If you do not have one of these, you're missing out on so much business. Definitely get a referral program and talk about this constantly. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me say this before, but it is so important that you stay relevant and that you stay top of mind to your followers because they're not always looking for your service, but I guarantee you that they know somebody who is. And so if you have a referral program and you're constantly talking about it and they have a friend that's like, hey, who knows a really great photographer or fill in the blank, whatever service or product you offer. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you should totally check out Ashley because, you know, in their head, they're like, she's awesome, but she's also going to pay me. So of course they're going to want to refer me, right? So definitely be promoting a referral program. And what that looks like for me is I give 5% of the total session fee or package price to whoever referred me because I want them to know how valuable their referrals are. Next and final for marketing is ask other people to share your products and service. This is sometimes really simple, but we sometimes are afraid to ask people to share. Now, you have to be strategic about this. Don't just reach out to random people that you've never talked to and be like, hey, do you mind sharing this? No, that's sketchy. Reach out to actual people that are your friends, that you connect with, that you really have a relationship with, and make sure that what you're offering is going to provide immense value for their followers and their audience. I want to take a break real quick and ask you how you are enjoying this season of life that you are in right now. Is it hard to navigate the ever-changing seasons as a mom, like just battling all of the curveballs that life throws your way? Do you seem to second-guess your decisions as a mom and business owner and just feel like you are always dropping the ball somewhere? I want to share with you a resource that I created just for you. There was a time in my life that I found myself in the closet crying. I was beat down and broken, and I felt like no one understood what I was going through. Raising a family and building a business, it's so hard, and nobody understood what it felt like. And I finally, after so many years, found the answer, and I found the key to freedom. And I just couldn't hold it in any longer, and I want to share it with you. I created a course called The Efficient Mompreneur. This course is going to help you manage your life and your business with ease. 
I want to show you exactly how to achieve maximum results with minimal effort because I know that you're a busy mama and you do not have time to listen to all the podcasts and sift through all the information. You just need someone to give it to you straight. So with this course, I have three transformational goals in mind for you. First, I want to entirely change the way you prioritize yourself. I want you to get out of your own way so that you can experience the best of both motherhood and business. I'm going to teach you how to handle interactions with your children with confidence and implement those work-life boundaries you need to keep you feeling sane. And third, I'm going to help you find clarity of what to work on in your business so that you will actually drive the needle forward and avoid the overwhelm and frustration. Mama, you deserve to live a productive, joy-filled life. It is time to finally say yes to you. I would love for you to head to thepurposegathering.com slash efficientmom to check out more details and to get signed up. I can't wait to see you there. All right, so that concludes the marketing piece. So we've talked about heart, income, and marketing goals. Now, I also want you to be thinking about visibility goals. Now, at the beginning, I told you that planning for your quarter is not just income. It encompasses so much more than that. And so visibility is so important to the growth of any business. And this is what I'm really learning is so important to have that CEO mindset is constantly getting in front of new audiences. So I want you to ask yourself, what goals do you have this quarter for more visibility? How can you get in front of new audiences? I want you to journal through that. I'm going to give you some ideas as well, but that is super important for your growth. So I want you to think about, would it make sense for you to be on a podcast? Are there podcasts out there that have a similar audience to your ideal client? And could you potentially pitch yourself to be on a podcast that would get your word, get the word out about your business? So that's something that I do. And those are my goals is to be more visible on other people's podcasts. So my coach has encouraged me to go on a podcast tour, which means pitching myself to as many podcasts as possible so that I can expand my reach. And that's in this business, the purpose gathering, not my photography business. Because it probably for me and my service wouldn't make sense for me to be on a podcast, right? Because I'm a local business. So if I found a podcast that was local to Arizona and their community or their audience was also local to Arizona, then of course that would be perfect, but haven't really found one of those yet. I want you to think about, can you do a collab with an Instagrammer who has your ideal audience or maybe a business who has your ideal audience? What are some free trainings that you can offer to get what you're offering out to more people and grow your email list at the same time? That's a win-win. So let me share with you an example for this business. So the purpose gathering. I created a free training all about Instagram planning with confidence. So I do a 45-minute training all about how to plan your content on Instagram, how to um, strategically market, uh, all those things. So I offer that for free, but at the end, I pitch my course, The Efficient Mompreneur. So I'm able to give free content that's absolutely valuable, but then I'm able to pitch my 
resources and the things that I sell at the end. And I'm growing my email list. So I want you to be thinking about how you can strategically be more visible to more people. And if you are interested in learning more about creating and nurturing an email list, that I created an episode all about that, episode 14. It's called Five Steps to Creating and Nurturing an Email List. And then if you're like, oh my gosh, that free training sounds amazing. How do I get it? You can head to thepurposegathering.com slash Instagram and sign up to get instant access to that training. Okay, so now comes the absolute most crucial part of planning for your next quarter, and that is scheduling. Now, if you are not familiar with who Dave Ramsey is, he is a financial genius. I follow a lot of his principles, but he says that a budget tells your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Now, having a schedule and routines do the same for your time. It's our job to budget our time wisely and be in control of our calendars instead of letting them control us. Now, I know a lot of people, when they hear scheduling, they think, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll just like randomly schedule things as they pop up. However, that is not being in control of your calendar. So let me show you what it looks like to be in control. You need to take a look at the next three months. Look at the quarter and plan all of your personal time first. I can't tell you how many times I have not done this in the past and then wondered why I never had any time for anything for me because I was letting everybody else control my calendar. So What I need you guys to do is schedule in those date nights, schedule in the family vacation, schedule in margin in your schedule, call them nothing days, call them rest days, whatever you need to call them, block those days out in your schedule where you literally have nothing. And now the hard part is going to be to actually stick to that, but I'm going to get to that in um, the next couple points. I want you to be mindful of the upcoming holidays. Think about your kids and their school breaks. Think about birthdays and plan accordingly. Now, I want you to make a list of rules for yourself when you're contemplating how you're going to respond to unexpected requests. Can you bring a dish to the potluck? Can you plan a holiday party for your kid's birthday? You know that there will constantly be random things that pop up Maybe someone needs you to babysit their kids, a friend of yours, whatever it is, there are going to be some personal things that pop up and you need to have a game plan of how you are going to assess whether or not you say yes or no. Okay, now let's chat about your work-related events. So I want you to go through your calendar and I want you to add in all of the work-related events. So maybe you already have things blocked out on your schedule. Maybe you have upcoming client projects and you've already started to time block those for your quarter. I want you to write out in your calendar with like a highlighter that maybe, or if that bothers you, because that would bother me having a highlighter with nothing in it, maybe just use a pencil and outline different blocks of time in your schedule that you are willing to work. So for me, I have office like work to do, but I also have client sessions. And so I will go in and I will make a little rectangle every time I am willing to take a client. 
And then as soon as that spot gets filled, like, let me tell you, let me jump ahead and give you one of my rules too when I'm trying to decide if I'm going to say yes or no. Working uh, for me, working two weddings back to back is extremely hard on my body physically, emotionally, um, but it also takes away a lot of time with my family. A lot of weddings are on weekends and I don't like to be gone the entire weekend. So my rule of thumb is that if I have a wedding already booked, I will not book another wedding the next day or the day before. I also am the same way with mini sessions. I only want to schedule a round of mini sessions once per weekend. That way I have a rest day on the other day of the weekend. So I want you to really be thinking about that. So if I were to book a wedding, I would cross off that other opening, if that makes sense. So I want you guys to really be in control of your calendar. Set the expectation. Maybe you only want to do, for me, two sessions a week. So once I've hit my two sessions, now, you know, you're going to have to wait till next week or the week after. And I really have to be firm on that boundary. I do not like to work on Sundays. However, sometimes it works out that a Sunday is the only thing my client can book. And so I will have to assess that. Is that trade-off worth it to me? If I already have something going on Saturday, it's a hard no for me. My husband works every third or fourth Saturday. And so if he is working that Saturday and I get an inquiry for that Sunday, I'm probably going to say no. There, there have been exceptions, but I want to hang out with my husband and I haven't seen him. And so I will pass on that opportunity just to save my sanity and also connect with my family. So I want you to consider the cost of the yes. Money isn't always everything, and I want you to not forget about your mental well-being and also your family. Your family may not always express to you verbally that they miss you or that they need you, but you have to be in control of the fact that they do need you, and you have to be able to recognize the warning signs and know what works best for you and your family. Okay, the last and final step of planning for your next quarter is to get an accountability partner. This is absolutely crucial. You need to find a friend that can plan with you, that can help you brainstorm ideas, that can point out those distractions or those gaps in your schedule that you forgot to add, but that you should add. This needs to be someone who is business-minded and cares about you and will not be afraid to hurt your feelings if you need tough love. I hope that you're envisioning someone right now that can be your accountability partner. And if not, plug into the Facebook group, the Purpose Gathering Mamas group. Find someone in there that can be your accountability partner. Get to know this person that you might not know them right now, but that is the whole point of this community is to find that person, find that business bestie, put out a personal ad, tell people what you're looking for. Say, hey, I really want an accountability partner and I don't know anybody who owns a whatever business you own. And maybe it's someone in the same realm as you and you guys can brainstorm together. I've said it before in numerous other episodes, but we need to be starting to view our community 
just that way as a community. And we need to see community over competition. Even if you're in the same industry with someone, it doesn't mean that you both have the same ideal client. So I want you guys to always keep that in mind and look for ways to connect in our group. I know that motherhood and business ownership can be lonely. It is and can be if you let it be. And so really lean into that group. What you pour into that group is what you will get out of it. So I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode all about mindset and quarterly planning. And I hope that you are going to actually take this episode and put it into action. Remember those heart goals, income goals, marketing goals, and visibility goals. And then I want you to transfer those onto your schedule, starting with your personal related events and then working towards your work events. And I want you to find that accountability partner that is going to help you be successful. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it share it out on Instagram, tag me at The Purpose Gathering. And as always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas, that's M-A-M-A-S, to join our private Facebook group. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Be sure to follow and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, please head to iTunes, even if you're an Android user and let other mompreneurs know why you love the show. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find this show. I choose one review every episode to share, and yours could be the next one. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, girl, and I can't wait until next time.